0: And then I went with him to the sauna, and we were in there, and some guy just literally walked in and said, "Hey guys, what do you take?"
1: Because it was me <laughs> and
0: Jay, both lean Cali guys, and yeah. he came in with this, you know, bodybuilder body style, and we were just like, "Uh, <laughs> what?"
2: Yogurillas, welcome to the Athlete Insider podcast by Gornation. My name is Phil, and today's guest is the real-life Super Saiyan, an extremely special, strong, ripped athlete, and I'm really happy <laughs> to welcome you to the show, Mike Smart how you doing guys <laughs> what's up phil yeah thanks that you took the time uh like uh already since we started the series there were some people asking for you and uh <laughs> what was quite funny for me was uh, when i asked you yeah can we do an interview are you up for an interview you you were yeah. like ah, i'm not like you the other athletes i don't know why you yeah. <laughs> why you want to do the interview what what, what 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 was that about um
0: well basically it's uh it's more to do with like when I looked at the athletes that were being interviewed and if you look at, you know, Cali athletes in themselves, they all tend to have like a title or they've managed to, to, to compete in some way or, uh, you know, release some kind of training program or something like that. Uh, that's kind of the only reason why I was kind of like, okay, I'm not
2: a competing athlete, but sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you like if you present yourself, uh, you're not a, a professional athlete or like, like competitive athlete. Let's call it like this, maybe. Yeah. Um, how do you present yourself to somebody who who doesn't know you? Um. Well, I I kind of like
0: doing the uh, the old school way of not really saying who I am or what I am when I introduce myself because uh, it it tends to make people think certain things, assume certain things. And yeah, it's, it's kind of like, if I was to them say, uh, I'm a non-professional athlete that works off of social media, and I kind of look like an anime character. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain that to people, so I just introduce myself as it is, and then if they want to know more about me, they ask questions. But to everyone, I'm just Mike Smart.
2: Okay, good. Nice. Uh yeah. And so your full name, I guess, is uh, Michael Smart, right? Yep. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's a, a lot of people don't actually know that. <laughs> they just immediately mic like the same. Yeah, like because um I thought for a long time that you're like Spanish, a Spanish guy. I didn't know about yeah. your uh that yeah. you're like you have these English skills and if you if I listen to your accent, like your you you talk in English, that's like I Directly know that you're not Spanish. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> so it's actually like,
0: confusing to some people. I've, I've done, uh, do you know Norden? Yeah. Norden, from, yeah. I've done videos with him. And in those videos, obviously, he's got a Spanish audience, uh, spoken Spanish. Yeah. And there was a bit of debate in the conversation in the comments where I was from,
2: <laughs> which was kind of fun. <laughs> so uh, you said you're living in, in Spain for 18 years now
0: uh yes. roughly around okay. about 18 years i can't remember exactly but yeah i'd say something like that and yep. uh
2: yeah y- y- uh, let, let's let's kick off with the hard facts people always ask that uh like yeah, how old are you yeah okay uh i'm 29 and 29.
0: I, i'm guessing the next one's gonna be over my height and weight right yes that's it yeah. <laughs> you know it <laughs> um well i mean i've just recently found out from a friend of mine in italy that I'm tall for a Cali dude. Anyways, I'm six foot and I weigh about 73 kilos. Sometimes I drop, sometimes I gain one or two kilos, but I stay around there.
2: Okay. And do you know the centimeters of six foot? Oh, uh, I think it's 180, 181. Okay. Yeah, that's... uh, Which
0: from what I've been told is not common. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Six foot in centimeters just to make sure. Yeah, 182, 183 even. Um,
0: okay so i'm just one centimeter short of six foot there you go <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: this <laughs> yeah. is annoying
0: actually now that you say that that's <laughs>
2: annoying <laughs> yeah but still like for calisthenics athletes that's um i would say at least above average um it's not probably uh, yeah
0: yeah weight so, yeah. wise i would say no weight wise there are some pretty heavy boys out there
2: yeah especially for reps and statics um, yeah uh, yeah uh, you some... do mainly. Um, what's your body fat percentage that's the last question that people ask uh, <laughs> um
0: if i told you i don't know exactly but i can guess it's from eight to ten
1: okay. it's
0: um, actually more accurately would be seven to ten because that <laughs> gives a little bit more margin of error but yeah it's about seven to ten percent all year round and the more i train the lower it gets the more time I take off and the more I relax, the higher it gets. It's pretty obvious. Okay. okay. But I never let it go too far.
2: Okay. And uh yeah, let's get back to the question where are you born? Like what's what was your uh what's your country of origin? <laughs> All right, I gotta take a deep breath for this one. <laughs> um <laughs> so I was born in Singapore. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh I was born in Singapore, was I lived there for six years, so I was, At the age of six, I moved to the UK and then lived there for three years. And then I moved over to Spain.
2: Okay. And your accent comes. What? What is it? Is (laughs) it you? Is it English? British? I
0: I think it's neutral. (laughs) Okay. Fine. It's neutral. Um, It's my mom's American and my dad's English, so I've got like like weird mixture of the two of them okay but it's 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 cool i don't like having one accent like oh english accent oh this accent i kind of like confusing people with that <laughs>
2: okay get it okay um and yeah uh we're here in a in a calisthenics podcast um so yes. uh yes. like the the question to kick off with your story with your uh, personality etc um how did you get in touch with with calisthenics with uh, street workout
0: actually i'm um, I had been training for a very long time prior to three workout. Uh, previously I was playing rugby up until 19 years old. Um, I took it quite seriously. Then due to injuries, I had to stop. Uh, in that period of time I was well, due to injuries, I got told because it was my first hernia, I have to stop or I can end up in a wheelchair. So I decided to do something a little bit less impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, I went into more bodybuilding style training, but that was boring to me. Um, and so I started doing uh, muscle ups in a park because I just I saw some in some CrossFit videos and I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure that out, and I just I couldn't figure it out. But then the translation of skills kind of clicked from hand cleans to muscle ups. It's the same kind of motion, just in reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried it out, and then. Yeah, the, the drug of the euphoria of getting your first move unlocked uh, that that was like the beginning of cali for me
2: okay and that was what uh what year oh um that was like
0: eight years ago nine years ago okay, so, so it would have been when i quit rugby about, yeah nine
2: years ago 2021 20, uh 1920 okay wow um yeah so muscle up was the the move that got you uh out of the gym yeah, let's call it, it
0: it was yeah it was the move that put me into a park and i had no idea what street workout was when i did that because even when i got asked hey do you do street workout i was like yeah i train in the streets
1: mm-hmm.
0: like i didn't know what what, what they're talking about like street workout is you mean training in the streets yeah there's bars out here too but then i got into the community and it was it was a game changer
2: okay and you call it a street workout because in spain the the uh calisthenia is uh yeah
0: and in, in, in i don't think i think it's because in spanish there isn't really a direct translation for mm-hmm. a street workout like it would literally be training in the streets so they just stick with calisthenics
2: okay okay that's yeah
0: they generalize all of it into just calisthenia
2: okay Get it. Um, And yeah, after the muscle-up, what was the the move or the goals that uh, kept you going? Um, Well, the one move that took, believe
0: it or not, like a year for me to get was uh, the handstand push-up. That was my next big goal, was the handstand push-up. I just love that move. I really wanted to do it. And yeah, that took a long time because I was first getting the handstand, then it was learning how to control, balance, this, that, the other. But After the muscle-up, it was definitely the handstand push-up. That was like the next strength move that I wanted to unlock.
2: Okay, and did you have problems with balance uh, first or was the handstand itself easy for you? I mean, I had a lot of
0: uh, foundation work laid out from when I played rugby. Mm -hmm. So one thing about my rugby training was I always prioritized uh, uh, shoulder strength over chest strength Mm because in the sport, you don't really need much stress, the uh, chest strength, but you do need a lot of shoulder strength. So I was doing a lot of military presses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when it came to the strength aspect, I uh, didn't have any problems, but when it came to balance, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's completely different when you have to figure out how to balance with no reference to gymnastics at all. Yeah. And it was a lot of self-teaching recording, watching it, comparing, that was basically the process of what, how it went down.
2: Okay, so because we are, like we received a lot of questions about your handstand skills uh, because it mm. seems to uh, to impress the people. And uh, <laughs> so, like, if, if I listen it, if I hear it right, it's um, the first. Your first advice is to film yourself to compare uh, to check your technique, your form, etc., and uh, to actually that it. would
0: be the second step. The okay. first step for me would be developing a good foundation Mm -hmm. a good base level strength because it's the handstand in itself isn't really that different to any other form of push-up it's i mean it's an advanced form of push-up if you think about it so it the key to getting to it would be developing sufficient levels of shoulder strength uh when we're talking about shoulder strength, I'm not just talking about the muscles. I mean, ligament strength, Mm -hmm. because when it comes down to anything calisthenics, the stronger your ligaments and your joints are, the easier time you're going to have. Otherwise you're going to run into problems. Um, Then focusing on techniques. So having good levels of strength through just basic work would be the first step Mm -hmm. because then you have, it's, I like to think of it as you have uh, more to work with. Like, I mean, in bodybuilding, they did the comparison. You have clay and then you mold what you want, but you do it with your body. For me, in Cali, it's like the more base work you do, the more you are capable of trying out, Mm -hmm. if you will. So in my case, it was I had a lot of base work with uh, pushing, Mm -hmm. push-ups. I did a lot of push-up workouts, which sounds really stupid and basic, but yeah, a lot of push-up work uh, with the workouts and then slowly just incorporating that into the handstand. And, would, and believe it or not, time. Yeah. <laughs> time. It's, it's one of those frustrating things, but the progression that I found in Kavi, it's, it's pretty linear at the beginning. And it's once that connection is made between your base level strength and the skill, then all of a sudden you can just do so much more. So that would be my advice is get a good foundation and mm-hmm. then refine it as much as you
2: can. Okay. Because that's really interesting, especially in uh, today's um, social media world for calisthenics athletes where everybody has a, a full planche after three months. And uh, it's a lot of uh, really pushing hard, uh, high standards, uh, no days off, no rest, uh, you know. Like... Yeah,
0: I actually think that's kind of toxic in, mm-hmm. in terms of what is training. And fitness in itself, it's uh, social media doesn't help. <laughs> I can tell you from a personal standpoint, it, it really doesn't. Uh, the, I mean, especially when you start seeing athletes just constantly one-upping every single time, it kind of takes away the basic concept of everyone needs to progress at their own rate and listen to their own body and do their own thing.
1: Yeah,
0: um, Constantly seeing people with the next move is kind of difficult <laughs> to calm yourself down and not be like i need to train i need to train i need to train i need to train, I need to train. but yeah I, I know what you mean
2: because people always ask, uh, for how long did you only do basics uh, when you began uh,
0: how long did i only do basics what because <laughs> i started a long time ago when i started i mean if you look at like old competitions from like 2013 2014 the skill sets were pretty low <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't talking like crazy moves or anything like that. So my priorities were not that of like planching or anything like that. Like I I was thinking more along the lines of like I don't know if you know the barbarians, yeah, like back in the day. Yeah, that was kind of like how I was my mentality towards training back then. It was I was really thinking about just crazy numbers and reps, okay, rather than crazy skills because it just wasn't even in part of the game at that point.
2: Was it just a side effect? So like trying out a back lever or front lever and it just works or
0: Yeah yeah. Um it contrary to gymnastics, I think the one thing about street workout, if you will, that kind of like sets it apart is getting to the next level, or getting a new move is highly emotional.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: From what I can see. It's it's very much like I mean, that's why you've got like in the South American community, you've got like candela, candela, you know they Everyone's <laughs> screaming for that seven twenty. Like you got Tony, uh, Tony muscle up
2: Yeah, Tony. Gets, yeah, so, yeah,
0: he's he's crazy. The energy that he brings, and if you go to competitions, you just see the energy. And it's it's very emotional the way you unlock new things. Um, whereas, like I'd say, gymnastics is a lot more form based. Mm-hmm. Like you you're told when you're going to go to the next move. Whereas in Cali or street workout, I would say you feel it. Yeah. You feel you're ready. You know, you 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 try out a progression, you're like, oh, that was easy. I'm yeah. gonna try the real thing now.
2: Okay. That's really interesting because um it really seems uh like a he- the healthy approach. Um not to to sacrifice your uh ligaments and uh tendons uh for for quick progress and for the quick uh straddle planche that you can post on Instagram.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm also on the other end of that spectrum because I've I've been on both sides. Okay. It's, you know, understanding what it means to, you know, just be like, I saw him do it. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then being like, I saw him do it, but he's also completely different to me. He has a different training background. He has different nutrition. He has different everything. He's not, maybe he's not dealing with injuries.
2: Don't compare. Just yeah.
0: Stick to what you do.
2: Do you want to tell us more about this uh, phase of your life when you had like this comparison to to others? Because I think uh, it's it's quite hard um, to uh, if you're like really you have high standards for yourself, but you still see all the other athletes performing on a really high level and progressing. fast. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I mean, in terms of what advice I could give to those yeah. out there that are feeling the same. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely a learning curve. Uh, it's not something that you it just click straight away and you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, All right, whatever. Um, with experience, I've come to find that it's more along the lines of it's when you ultimately are just living your life and you realize that the things that you see, if you didn't see them, well, would you still be doing things like that? That's, that's the biggest question that I try to ask myself when I see something and I get like, Oh, i got to do, got to do. Mm-hmm. I stop myself for a second and think, okay, well. To, is this is this what I would have done if had had I not seen it at that time? When I answer myself honestly with that question, then I can hundred percent say that's when you'll find out if you really really want to do it or you're just pressuring yourself because you saw someone else doing it. And it's being honest with yourself, really, because half of the time it's ignoring part of it and just going for you know the showmanship side of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's I mean, it's a weird comparison. Uh it just came to head, but it's a weird comparison. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a very cool video on, on on Instagram, which had nothing to do with calisthenics or anything like that, but it's the same mentality. Uh it was about the PlayStation 5.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How everything went out of stock, everyone went crazy, everyone was continuously going crazy. Until one guy came out and said, yo, just wait. It's gonna come out in a couple of weeks. It has to <laughs> <laughs> And it was just that thing. Like, honestly, if you, you know, ask yourself the question, honestly, are you really that bothered by it? And if you are, then do something about it. If you're not, then just keep doing what you do because your rate is always going to reach better results. And if you look back and you look at all the other athletes out there that have done things and really gone far in their sport, a lot of them tends to just stick to themselves especially mm-hmm. when it comes to you know preparing for whatever they released or whatever you know, the content that they released they don't really you know publicly announce things or you know talk about it too much they just stick yeah. to themselves they stick to their own lane and then when they do release it that's when mm-hmm. you realize ah that's his thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i mean to, to summarize it all i mean if you want to look at the athletes that you admire you'll see that a lot of the athletes that you admire tend to just try and do things their own way
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're not trying to copy the next guy i mean it's hard on instagram because you know you got the the post thing where everyone does the same post or whatever it is but in terms of training uh i mean i can say from knowing these guys no one really does what everyone else does they stick to their own guns they stick to their own game and they They're very honest to themselves when it comes to how to progress. I guess it comes to experience as well. Knowing yourself a little bit, knowing how far you can go, how far you, you can really take it and if it really is what you want to do.
2: That's true. And it also reminds me of the like, I don't know if you know these uh, quote pictures or something where there is somebody running behind somebody else. And uh, it's saying like, if you focus on like winners focus on themselves and the others focus on winners, you know, like uh, if you yep. have somebody else in mind, you won't put the energy and the focus on developing your own style, finning finding exactly inner strength and um yeah special special things you know like because when
0: in the end of the day the 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 drive comes from you if you find if you find that drive from someone else then at some point that might fade yeah because i mean when it comes to looking for idols or looking for people to look up to it always comes and goes
1: yeah (laughs) it comes and goes. but if you
0: yeah exactly if you look for the internal that's always going to stay
2: that's true that's true that's uh wise words yeah (laughs) uh, (laughs) i think people will appreciate it um what i'm interested in on your opinion on um the question what do you think made makes you like as successful as you are is it your training method is it your uh your personality is it your genetics like what what makes you (sighs) successful in your um in your career as an athlete as an influencer you know yeah um, <laughs> that I mean an
0: honest answer to that question would be it would be depending on the people that's, that follow me because mm-hmm. in the end of the day it's, I, I stick firmly to I'm just myself um, if I was just going to attribute it to something I'd say it was the fact that I, I do things a little bit differently from everyone else and that um, for example the anime thing the anime thing might speak to a lot of people. I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, you you see it everywhere in training. There's there's somewhere, there's a little bit of anime in someone in most areas of training. Um, Maybe the, the style, the, the hair, that kind of stuff. If anything, I would definitely say the physique.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. My physique is definitely something that is probably attributed to my growth. Uh, more than than anything is because I've way back in the day, I I always hated the idea of having a physique and not being athletic Mm -hmm. or not showing the physique. You know what I mean? If you have your super superhero physique, then at least do superhero things to a certain degree, or at least try. Yeah. Don't just, you know, have a physique for the sake of having a physique because Mm -hmm. that's not exactly mentally healthy, Mm -hmm. but, um, Yeah. If it's it'd probably be my physique because it wasn't when I first came like onto the scene, I guess super lean physiques wasn't exactly normal for calisthenics. It was sort of kind of like a bodybuilding thing. When you saw someone that was really lean, you, it wasn't normal to see someone look like a men's physique guy that did cali. I think Max True is one of the other guys that did men's physique.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Didn't yeah, he? yeah, I or something so. like that yeah he did some some bodybuilding competition some some month ago yeah
0: yeah so you you, you'll find that it's like it's not something that's that there are some athletes that have really good physiques and calisthenics and there are some that don't but i think it's definitely the physique thing
2: okay more than the skills definitely not the skills
0: (laughs) because there are some really skillful guys
1: out there
2: (laughs) That's interesting that you think that, but um, yeah, I'll come back to this later. Um, Do you think everybody can have the physique that you have? Um, Mm. To a certain degree, yes and no. I
0: mean, it's impossible to say what people are going to look like uh, Hmm. based on genetics. I can say for certain there are probably people out there that might look better than me because of the bone structure. Because mm-hmm. of, uh, I mean, I mean, when I competed in, in, uh, men's physique, I was in IFPV amateur and you can really see genetics plays a part in that mm-hmm. sense. So it, to say, can you look like someone? Can you do this? Like that's, in my opinion, it's a very bad way of looking at it. It's more working towards having a similar sort of look. Mm-hmm. That's 100% possible. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's 100% possible. It's not easy and it requires patience. A lot of it, a lot of it, and (laughs) a certain degree of insanity. I would say that it it would be lying of me to say that um, there isn't a certain degree of insanity in a lot of these athletes when they go to the highest level because I think C.T. Fletcher said it best, you've got to be a little bit crazy to be good at what you do. Yeah. So... It's 100% possible, but it's depending on how much you're willing to put into it. Like how much you're willing to tolerate the pain, the discomfort, all that kind of stuff.
1: Okay.
2: If we're talking about discomfort, uh, what does your typical week do- look like? Uh, how does your workout st- schedule look like? How does your uh, profession look like? Like just a, a normal, regular week? Um, I mean... <laughs> It has changed quite a bit in the last couple of months due to
0: two reasons, the obvious one being corona. And the next one being due to corona, my inability to move around so much. Mm -hmm. Um, It's basically made it harder for me to train. I I was a personal trainer, which made it very hard. Mm -hmm. I had to completely scratch that. Um, Right now, a typical week of mine would be Training at around two, like midday, because it's usually the quietest time. Mm -hmm. And it's also getting cold as fuck at the moment. (laughs) I really hate this. (laughs) Um, I used to train six times a week, and the split would be basically whatever I felt was okay. So whatever wasn't tired. Now I go for about four times a week. I give myself a little bit more rest in between due to, um, dealing with other issues, trying to start other, my own company, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. I mean, in the end of the day, you you can work out your entire life, but got to deal with life too. So yeah, a typical day would be that training, working on some projects, doing some design ideas with my girlfriend and looking after my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Right now, it's pretty chill.
2: okay. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, so you don't do online coaching right now? Um, when you,
0: I I find online coaching difficult to grasp because of the time I spent as a personal trainer. You know, the time I spent actually being with the client, and you know, the intricacies of each person. Um, how to successfully get them to one from point A to point B. Mm-hmm it's for me just on a moral level, it's really hard to just write some numbers down on a piece of paper. I'm not criticizing anyone that does that because it's all it's each their own, but unless I can provide something that I have complete faith in, um, it's very hard for me to write any kind of program or nutrition guide because I don't know the person that's getting it. Therefore I don't know the results that they're going to be getting. And when I started personal training, I was very much about the personal side of it. Because it is something very, very beautiful if you do it right. You know, if you can really change someone's life if you do it right. So, no, no programming for me <laughs> for now. Um, not until I figure out how
2: to do it properly. Okay. Get it. Um, and concerning your workout, uh, do you also work out legs or is it uh, just not? Uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I have to. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Uh, it's I've got a hernia. Uh, Post-operated, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've already had an operation. It came back out. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't train legs, I suffer immensely. Okay, it's the my glutes are highly connected to my lower back. So mm-hmm. you know, if I go and I just decide to planche every day or do Cali every day where, you know, there's an extreme level of compression going on in my spine. And I don't look after my legs, which takes away some of the weight from my lower back. Mm-hmm. Um, I suffer. I, I definitely suffer immensely from that, you know, not being able to bend over, probably, let alone doing calisthenics. <laughs> okay. It's just living at that point. So I do train legs. I think every set, every time I train, I do a little bit of legs. I go about sixty percent, just do a little bit, just to keep my legs moving. Get a lot it. of mobility.
2: Okay. And uh where did it come from? Um, like uh because people um, also asked about the the injury. Um the hernia
0: it's a long story, it's been around for a while. Um the first time it came about was in rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh I tackled a big fat fuck and shouldn't have done that. I picked okay. him up, I was a bit angry and I, I tackled him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, He was 120 kilos and it was very painful. Um, Yeah, it came from a match. Uh, It wasn't like an immediate thing. It was just gradually over time I started feeling pain. It got worse and worse and worse and worse uh, until one day it just slipped out. And that was about 60 years ago. And after that, it was two years of doing what I could. And oddly enough, it was handstands handstands was the only thing I could do that wasn't actually pressuring my lower back as hardcore. Cause front lever, you got up and down, punch, mm-hmm. you got up and down
1: mm-hmm.
0: and handstands. I was, as long as I kept my core tight, I was good. And, uh, then when I got that operating on, that was one year of recovery. I should have probably taken longer in, in, in retrospect because <laughs> mm-hmm. I felt pretty good. Uh, I was back into training. Everything was fine, but the, uh, my, spine in itself wasn't ready yet and something a mistake happened and it slipped out again
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's been about eight years that i've had that injury wow yeah it's all right it's it's, it's, it's at that point you can't really complain about it it's it, there's no point you know yeah. at, at that point you just live your life and try and smile as much as you can
2: you're impressive because, uh, first of all, I didn't know that, uh, like 29, you said, um, 29 years old, um, yep, that's uh, impressive for me, <laughs> uh, like no, no, no front, <laughs> but uh, oh, like 20, okay. 29 years, it's it's always uh, yeah, for me, it's impressive, like seeing your physique, I didn't think that you're 29 years old, um, that's actually something that's kind of funny because, uh, <laughs> the
0: the fact that i i chose the 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 natty route this is something that's happening around my area quite a bit oh god Mm um i'm seeing a lot of people my age look a lot older Mm -hmm. because they decided to go down a different route when it came to their physiques (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if i look younger it's, it's it's i decided to stay the natural way
2: so yeah okay because that's a, that was also a question that we received. It's, it's really funny, you know, like we have some it's some a... athletes where it's asked. And I think, okay, um, yeah, but I still wanted to ask you because I know that you can, uh, y- you talk explain about it. it. And, it. Yeah, yeah, you can explain it. And yeah, do you take steroids?
0: <laughs> I do not take steroids. I have never <laughs> taken steroids. A lot of people think that I have, uh, you know. <laughs> it, it, to be honest, like, it, it, these days, it's pretty fucking weird when it comes to that kind of subject. Uh, you've got films like Generation Iron coming out, where she's just, you, and, and you know, all these YouTube channels like Natty or Not, this, that, the other, having thrown so many opinions around on how to judge people. um the end of the day, it, <laughs> you don't know the person until you know the person. I mean, you can look for signs, sure. Um, but for me personally, I never wanted to or never really saw the need for it a because if i took anything i would probably die i was already that lean Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean like realistically i was like (laughs) i mean when when it comes to that kind of stuff like for example being tall and lean and not that big is completely plausible it's something that you can do Mm -hmm. it's when size comes into the occasion when you get like that mass and and whatnot and yeah, it's, it's just a really tricky subject to be honest. It's, it's getting even more tricky as the days goes on because like, okay, first of all, when it comes to calisthenics, me personally, I haven't done much research onto it, but from what I can tell based on what I've seen in bodybuilding, it would be completely counterintuitive to to what I do. Mm -hmm. A, would get bigger, which I don't really want to get bigger. Um, and from what I've seen uh, and know of, your muscular strength increases, but your ligament strength doesn't. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, three workout in itself being so, you know, joint and ligament strength based. You see, I mean, how many athletes can you see out there that are the skinny guys, but then you see them doing insane things. And it's just like, that guy's got strong shoulders yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like that guy's got some strong shoulders they're not big but they're strong yeah and i I just thought it would be stupid it would literally be stupid at that point because you know if you push yourself and push yourself and push yourself and your muscles are getting the strength but your joints are not and then all the moves you're doing are based around your joints then you're just going to be snapping left right and center yeah it's just not i don't know it's not something i think is necessary
2: that's true yeah, if you think it that way, that's really interesting. Um, I, I had really, I had to laugh really when, when Max Drew, uh, t- told me that, uh, He's asked what, what kind of uh, like yeah, steroids yeah. he he takes. Like people just Not ask if he
0: does, just what he does. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I saw that. I thought that was. Hey, bro, can you
2: can you recommend me one? Uh, I'm I'm looking for for a friend. You know, like. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 just some guy I know. He's looking to be really lean, um, yeah. kind of like you. Just you know, for a friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's uh, yeah, like I said, it's one of those things where it's just like. Um, as we, like I said, you're getting so many of these natty or not, natty or not. It's just becoming super easy for people to just pigeonhole. Like, oh, good physique. Boom. He's in the performance announcement. Oh, not so good physique, but he's strong. And we don't think of it. But the fact is, is that if you look into American football, you got linebackers, they're big boys. They got some body fat in them. Yeah. I think it's a well established fact that in American football, people you know take performance announcement drugs. So it's kind of like basing it off the physique is is a, Misconception, totally a misconception. You've got people pulling out ridiculous numbers in in whatever it is. They don't necessarily have a six pack. So to relate the physique with you know performance enhancement, I, I'd say that's just making an easy excuse for yourself mentally. Not you know really going into training, understanding what it is. It's just making an excuse like ah oh, yeah he's that. So yeah, I. I and the Max True comment was pretty funny. Actually, yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's a funny comment. Yeah. But some people just don't care, I swear to God. No. No, the, the 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 level of respect when it comes to saying things to people is just slowly dropping. <laughs>
2: yes. It's just on the internet, I guess. Like I don't know if you also visit some events and stuff like that. I, I think that they're not in the
0: events. No.
2: Never. Wow. Okay. In the events,
0: everyone is super nice
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Really, that's what i really, thought yeah that's yeah. what i thought you know like on an event nobody comes to you and says hi mike uh, i'm phil uh, do you take steroids can you recommend me yeah. with some
0: i mean <laughs> nobody it, does that it, ha- it happened to me once with uh with jay spartan oh okay. small spartan and like because we're we're friends and uh when i was living in the uk he hated that i was training so much oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is when i was really taking it seriously like seven days a week non-stop bum bam, wow. bam, bam and you know injuries are getting pretty bad so he was like bro come with me we got to go to virgin we're going to go to the sauna so i was like all right and then i went with him to the sauna and we were in there and some guy just literally walked in and said hey guys what do you take
1: because it was me
0: (laughs) and jay both lean calia guys and he came in with these you know bodybuilder style and we were just like uh (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it was awkward because it was in a sauna too we were all wearing towels <laughs> <It's like
2: laughs> yeah i've had that question before but in a different circumstance entirely <laughs> okay <laughs> but still a nice story okay <laughs> um yes let's come back to training um yeah. people asked um to get some skills like you also do some advanced skills like a planche front lever, um, mm, like, mm. uh, how strong should, should one be to, uh, be able or to start training like a uh, tuck planche and uh straddle planche with bands. Like, is there, are there some numbers that you can say, or is it like one year basis mm. and afterwards? And what, what can you tell the people?
0: Well, oddly enough, I wouldn't associate it with numbers, like, I know a lot of people that can do super high reps in pull-ups or whatever it is, but when it comes down to, you know, front lever, they actually can't do it at all. Um, I'm, I'm actually one of those people, for example, I, I can do pull-ups, muscle-ups just fine, but due to injury, I can't do one arm chin-ups. So when it comes to those skills, uh, I'd say the time to move on is when you feel comfortable like it sounds really general and very hard to apply, but it's, it's like, so when it comes to the tuck, if you lean forward and you feel it's comfortable to bring your legs in and you don't feel like you're going to fall on your face because you've done, you know, enough leaning exercises, you've, you prepared your wrist, you prepared your shoulders to lock out a little bit and stuff like that. You've, you've got a little bit of that mechanics going on, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's probably, and, you understand it. That's probably the best time to move into that area of, like onto the, into the next level, so to speak. It's, it, it's hard to explain. It's more of a feeling
1: because
0: mm-hmm. when you're doing it, you can, you, you know exactly what you're talking about, you know, what I'm talking about when you're actually there and you're leaning forward and your feet kind of lift off the floor a little bit and you're like, okay, okay. I can lift my feet off the floor a little bit. That's something.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that's, Plop, plop. It's just starting the, the, the move in itself is starting to develop mm-hmm. because the, uh, this is one thing I don't think a lot of people realize is Cali is a central nervous system sport. It's more than it is a physical sport. Um, a lot of the times that I'm helping someone with a skill, I'll always say, get a feel for it, get a taste of it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you do it right, get a taste for it because once, even if I'm helping you and you got the bands there, once you've felt it, once you've got a taste for what it feels like to do it, right. Something in the brain, I don't know if it just clicks, but then after that, all the progression work towards it, just, it seems more like, like there's an objective that you're working towards. Like, you know, the feeling that you're working towards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So biggest tip would be just try. Okay. It, try, try like try don't, don't obviously don't go and try and do a one-arm flag. If you've never done a one-arm, <laughs> a one-arm handstand, that would be a bit of an exaggeration. But like, I mean, if you, if you want to know if you can plunge, maybe lean, lean, and then see what happens when you keep your arms straight, your core straight and your glutes tense. And maybe, maybe your legs will start to lift up, mm-hmm. then you start getting the taste for it and then you go, okay, I can, I can try the band now, put it around my waist. Oh, that was comfortable. I can try a tuck, no bands, that kind of stuff. It's, it's whenever you go, ah, okay, that wasn't as difficult
2: as I thought. I'll do the next thing. Okay. So basically also listening to your body and uh, mm. trying out. Mm. It's, it's real trial and error, especially with Cali. It's like I said, we don't have gymnastics. Yeah,
0: We, we have the template, yeah. but we don't have the systems that they use.
2: Do you think this is the main difference between, uh, Cali and gymnastics?
0: hundred percent, uh, that and age, like, I mean, you got kids in gymnastics start from a much younger age and the emphasis is on different aspects. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about strength or anything like that, that highly mobile, uh, quite explosive as well. I think they, they train a lot of plyometrics from a young age, um, coordination is just ridiculous for kids (laughs) as age i mean if you've ever seen kids in gymnastics places it's just it makes adults just go huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I mean i've seen a couple of kids doing straddle punch presses and they were like five well which just blew my mind i I didn't even know that was physically a thing so yeah yeah, I, i think that's the biggest difference is that the age that which they start at is they they the move is built into them so much earlier. So, that whole time aspect is just, it, they start as kids. <laughs> mm. But you're seeing it a lot more now in Cali. Younger. That they start younger, yeah. 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 And now the, the 18, 20. I mean, uh, Vitaly uh, from Ukraine. Yeah, Melnik. Melnik, he's, he's just on a different level. And he's one of the guys that started from a very, very, very young age.
2: Yeah. That's true. That's interesting. That's like uh, there was also another athlete who said it in the interview that um, the the main difference between calisthenics and uh, gymnastics is uh, the the age to start with, um, which I'm thinking is there no professional gymnast who started as a as an in an older or uh, age or?
1: Oh, oh god,
0: I,
2: I think there is, but I can't remember.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like i I, if there was he wasn't a gold medalist that's that much i can say like he was competent probably um but i would never put them in like a gymnastic competitive sense because from what i can tell now they're all they all start from a young age and they just continue down that route but then again they also retire really early too
2: yeah okay interesting um yeah Let's uh, let's uh, talk about some PRs from you. Do you do, you, do you sometimes some max outs, pull up, max yes. um,
0: dips? So I haven't done any PRs for weighted stuff mm-hmm. in a while because of my back. Yeah. Except for handstand push ups.
2: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> so um, just the basic stuff. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, I'd say with handstand push ups, my PR for reps is. What was it? I didn't film it, which was really irritating. But uh, it was like thirty-three. I think it was thirty-three.
2: Wow! In, uh, that's why you sent me the the battle yeah, yeah. of YouTube. Yeah. And when I saw that
0: video of it, I was like, I want to do that too. Um, <laughs> it was about thirty-three, but I did it. I I don't do the in a certain amount of time. I see how many I can do in one go, and I think thirty-three is my max at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to holding statics, weighted stuff like that. Everything was better before my hernia, but now it's sort of like at a nice, even level. Mm -hmm. I I can't really push it for health reasons. Um, weighted dips. I think I'm at 70 kg anything after that next day. I'm not walking, (laughs) um, pull-ups 50 kg for three reps. But then even then, I don't want to train them very much because it's very, very detrimental to my back. I mean, you have to imagine I'm pulling up while I've got weight coming yep. down. It's yeah,
1: it's, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty
0: gnarly. And before that, I, I had this thing because of my rugby days uh, that out of pride, I needed to do my squats and my deadlifts. Even if I have my hernia. So I wouldn't go crazy with the weights and I would only do it on a day that felt good. But uh currently one sixty for the deadlifts and one twenty for the squats. Wow. Anything after that, and I'm done. Okay. But I, I definitely don't do PRs. I
2: PRs would destroy me at this point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get it. And it makes sense. Uh do you do uh like um uh max reps pull-ups uh, with with body weight?
0: Yeah. Um My max reps at the moment is clean or Mm -hmm. with a bit of kipping? Clean is, I think it was like 35.
2: And a little bit of kipping?
0: Oh, a little bit of kipping, I went up to like 50-something. 50, wow. But with a bit of kipping. And that was, I attribute all of that to grip more than anything else because in the end of the day, the thing that's going to... Yeah. Gonna, like leave you fastest is your, is your grip. Yeah. The amount of times that I've just been frustrated as hell, just holding onto the bar going, I literally can't move my hands. <laughs> like, I couldn't even let go of the bar properly. I knew that if I did anything, they were stuck. They were like locked into place because of the pump. I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> so, uh, dips, dips. I'm pretty good at, uh, dips have always been good because of the handstand training. Um, My PR for that was 80 at one point. And I haven't really trained it since due to facilities. I haven't got any facilities around me to really work on my dips.
1: Okay.
2: So right now uh, you would do some home home workouts with push-ups or how do you train? Yeah,
0: uh, right now my training consists mostly
2: in using the bands Mm
0: -hmm. and uh, advanced form of push-ups. Okay. Shadows, planches, all that kind of stuff now hopefully i'll be able to install a pull up bar coming up which is cool yeah and uh then i can work on my reps
2: again nice sounds good sounds like a
0: i i i hate seeing all these back workouts where they you know use a towel and <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just not realistic if you're going to be working your back one of the best things to do is pull ups it's
2: just as simple as that <laughs> i yeah. hate seeing
0: all these silly back workouts it's like no just
2: do some pull ups bro <laughs> yeah Yeah, it's true. Um, We already talked about injuries, um, but your uh, nutrition, that's something that uh, people asked about. And uh, yeah, how do you stay so lean? What do you eat? Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Sorry, I just had to laugh to myself a little bit because it's just the awareness of, of how many people have talked about the subjects and the things that they've said and just how much of it is just like, making easy excuses to not have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nutrition wise, if, honestly, uh, I don't eat that much. Mm-hmm. It's just something that, uh, I do fast okay. to a certain degree. So there's three, yeah, there's three aspects of my dieting, which helped. And then the final aspect, which is consistency. Cause that is definitely the one thing. Cause one thing about dieting is it's a terrible concept if you think about it, because dieting is a set amount of meal and set amount of calories and set amount of everything. And it's not a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's just following orders. And eventually you can't follow those orders, you know, every single day. So for me more than anything else, it's a, uh, I restrict my, my calorie intake to basically around my workout Mm -hmm. and then after my workout, because that's really kind of when when it matters. So a typical day would be wake up, have a coffee, don't eat anything, maybe an hour or two before I train, I'll eat very simple carbs and proteins, Mm -hmm. nothing with too many complicated fats or anything like really simple shit, oats and proteins basically, because I don't Mm want to mess with the rate of absorption. I just want that energy for that workout. Done. Okay. After my workout, again, calories, keeping it to the macros that I know I need, and waiting it out, having a good dinner. Also, having the right supplementation. I, I, I don't understand why people are so nitpicky with supplementation, uh, especially when you've got things like extracts. You know, just straight up extracts, or you know, tea, green tea extract, or ashwagandha extracts, and stuff like that. You know, having the Understanding supplementation and understanding when to take certain things to benefit from the most, uh, I think that's essential. So for me personally, I like to do a lot of anything that's not, a, well, not thermogenics, but like green tea, coffee, um, anything that boosts my metabolism in the morning. I'll take that when, I, when I'm when i fasting, 100%. That, that isn't, like, I'm not, that, that's not, Argument for me, I have been doing that for years now. Years, Mm -hmm. um, then when it comes to training, you know, understanding pre workout is definitely a help because you know, low body fat energy levels are kind of whack for me, so pre workout definitely helps in keeping me right, having a normal energy level because otherwise, it's about 10 minutes of activity, I'm just like, okay, I'm done, bye, (laughs) really. Yeah. It's if I'm at a very low body fat percentage, then Ah. yes, I find it very easy to do things, but I run out of energy really quick unless I ate before. Mm -hmm. So nutrition wise, I, I'd say I definitely provide for the moment. That's really how it's been. And it's been like that for a long time, like a long time, like 10, 10 plus years. So it's giving, my body what it needs when it needs it and being consistent as far like really consistent to the point of it it hurt
1: Mm.
0: as you can tell it and it does hurt it it does physically hurt when your body's saying no don't do this like don't don't restrict yourself so much Mm -hmm. we need this we need that at that point it's just a question of you know Are you mentally? Do you mentally want it enough? Because the body will do it, whether you like it or not. It adapts. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. The body adapts. So at first, it might complain, then I'll get used to it. And (laughs) once you've made it like a habit, then that's it. So yeah, my nutrition would be intermittent fasting, timing my meals around when I need the calories. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not dieting, just understanding nutrition itself understanding macronutrients no i'm not going to say eat clean all the time because that's stupid Mm -hmm. honestly i think that's dumb okay i i hate it when people say that yeah eat clean eat clean eat clean i ate clean for a long time and i can tell you that you're going to find it so hard to get results if you just eat clean like why it's because the amount of calories that you get from clean food is so much less than it is from junk food that every now and then having that, you know, shot of sugar or shot of cheat, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. Even then, if you want to call it a cheat meal, you can just go to a restaurant and have a really dope meal that can be considered a cheat meal because they're going to be using butter, all these other kind of things. Like they're going to cook a proper meal for you. Mm-hmm. It's, nothing's going to be limited. So cheat meals are necessary just because they have a higher calories b there's a greater variation of macronutrients and c because it's just not a realistic thing to eat clean all the time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's just not realistic at all you don't have a life i mean i I, when i did that i didn't feel like i had a life i was doing a family events and just being like yeah can i have my fucking bodybuilding meal or something like that like nah i want to eat cool food nice food just in those cases, make sure that whatever you're eating is going to be for something, you know, yeah. it's not difficult. It's more of a, I mean, the analogy, the famous analogy is the car, right? Mm-hmm. If you think your body is a, is a car, the fuel that you put in should be the fuel that you use. Why would you put in more fuel than what you're going to use in a car? Yeah, It just overflows sort of after that. Yeah. So yeah, those, are, those are my biggest tips on nutrition okay. and how I eat basically.
2: How often do you do cheat meals right now? Do you have some is it regularly now, or is it just when you, Now when it's you... more definitely
0: more regular, I would say it's definitely more regular because, uh, food is comfort. I mean, I, I'm lean and I'm the first person to say that food is comforting as hell. Yeah. It, it makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to cheat meals, uh, I guess whenever I train, I'll have a cheat meal because most of the time I'm, Keeping it pretty, pretty restricted. If I'm not training, because I don't need the calories that day. Uh, if I do train, I will train as hard as I can for two, or three hours, mm-hmm. and then I'll earn that cheat meal, so okay. to speak. Like I'll, I'll earn the surplus of calories. I'll make sure that my body's in a state where it's just like, yo, just give me, sh- <laughs> give me shit. I need, I need, I need stuff to repair now. Come on, go, yeah. let's go. Yeah, and it just feels better after that as well. You know, you enjoy it more and it's just it's another thing I, I disagree with as well it's like the need to post a cheat meal as if it's like you're saving grace or like yeah. you're doing so good having a cheat meal no you're not <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're just having fun eating bro <laughs> okay. get it okay um yeah makes sense makes definitely sense um do you have, like, do you follow any, um, I don't know, vegetarian, vegan, uh, only good meat, uh, uh n- diet, uh, nutrition? Well, for me, <laughs> diet. <laughs> I didn't um, say it. <laughs> <laughs> diet,
0: <laughs> nutrition. <laughs> um, yes and no. Uh, I mean, you said vegan, and then the only thing that occurred to me was that I, I would go over vegan powder, protein powder mm-hmm. um, any day of the week over whey or anything like that because I'm not a fan of drinking protein. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's natural, so mm-hmm. to speak. Like, it's not something that you would naturally do. It's just drinking a high amount of protein in a shake. Yeah. Uh, how often in, in the world are you going to see that? Um, for me personally, it's more of eating it. I like to eat it. It doesn't mean I do anything different. So in terms of, anything special uh i use vegan protein powder because it, you can cook it that's basically it you can cook with vegan protein powder and i like eating my you know meals i don't want to drink it's yeah. just uh, not satisfying okay but no i don't follow anything in specific no
2: okay get it um yeah then um a lot of people asked about your your friendship uh, with uh, Daniels. Um, <laughs> you know, like uh, because the, the little Big B. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I call him I call him Little Big B because he's he's huge compared to me. So
1: okay,
2: um, yeah. So uh, because I also really enjoyed uh, the video series that you did uh, together. I don't <laughs> Thank know, you. Was it in Spain when he visited you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was here. It was here in Spain. That's uh, like, and people ask yeah, um what is it uh, like your, your friendship? Uh, let's, let's start with this question. So a uh, friendship is pretty much, I would say it's like,
0: you know, you have like your levels of friends and then you got that one friend who's so close that he's kind of like a family member and they don't seem as close.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. That basically. Wow. So I call him my little brother. He calls me Big bro. And it's quite literally like a little brother big bro relationship. Like he does his thing, I do my thing. Um yeah, we're close friends, we talk, and we were gonna do more video content, but then Valencia got shut down. So yeah. That sucked. Okay. Because he was he was supposed to be coming over, I think, November, December, these two months. And yeah, he wasn't able to. Which Really, it sucks because I miss him as a as a little bro. But yeah, if anyone has any doubts uh, in his videos, just check his wrists. He's wearing same pride <laughs> every video. So okay, that's yeah. The relationship is like a little brother, big brother relationship. So we 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 were definitely pretty tight when he came over. Like a good, a good connection was established.
2: And you know each other from social media, right? Oh, uh, we met each other through, like, I
0: guess a bit of a freak accident. Um, So he came over to Valencia. In the sauna.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I know. He was the guy
0: that asked us about steroids in the sauna. He was like, hey, guys. Hey, you and Jay. He covered himself in all the mist. And he was like, what do you guys take? (laughs) um, He he showed up in Valencia with Tom Rosenberg uh, three years ago. Three years ago, something like that. I don't know. And he was living with Luis, Luis Becker, Mm -hmm. uh, who at the time competing, all this kind of stuff. And uh, they wanted to meet up. Well, we all met up at the park and we didn't know how or why people found out about Daniel's going to the park, but I was there training and then suddenly it just got packed. Mm -hmm. It was just packed. And I'm like, oh God, it's... And then I text my friend, is Daniel supposed to be coming to the park today? Yes. Yes okay <laughs> so as as the intermedium so like not giving a crap that he had a following because for me it, if you eat breathe and shit the same as me i don't understand why i need to be treating you like oh so for me yeah. it was like hey bro what's up there's a lot of people over there are mm-hmm. you ready for this <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah, we kind of vibed after of that, like it was a good connection. And then eventually he was needed a place to stay. And I was like, yeah, well, do you want to stay at my place? And yeah, that's basically just what happened. Wow. So we didn't even know each other before that. It was just, I happened to be the only guy that spoke English. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
0: Yeah. I spoke English. We had a lot of things in common and then that's the rest is on YouTube, I guess.
2: Okay. <laughs> nice sounds really good um and yeah youtube will you ever do youtube uh people yes. were asking about your youtube career uh how does it look like yeah um it is something that has to happen uh I, I want it to happen it has to happen
0: i've got everything ready for it to happen um i think the only thing right now is fear is almost paralyzing to me because of not knowing the you know the way the current, the currents of the current ocean of social media. Yeah. I don't know what's going on right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So in hindsight, yeah, I'm kicking myself a little bit for not coming out earlier and doing a YouTube video because it would have been so much easier. But now that it's kind of like a requested thing and I'm not unaware of it. I'm very aware of it. Uh, it is going to come soon, very soon. It's just finding out, you know, what to say
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, finding out what kind of content people not are looking for but what they want to see from me more than anything else and yeah I want to do it so it's my content obviously so it's what I put out but at the same time you know it's always good to have an idea of what's going on around you know that little world and YouTube what people are doing because it's it's a, it's a strange world from what I can tell and yeah right at the moment in time fear is paralyzing me no. not knowing but it is something that i have to do
2: okay yeah i mean i'm, I, very, like, I'm
0: very honest when i say things <laughs> so I'm bit, i don't care if saying fear is paralyzing me because i there's a hundred i 100 there's people out there that have the same situation that they can't that they want to do something they need to do something they have to do something but it's just the fear about them it's just it's it paralyzes them somehow And I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm some kind of superhero that doesn't experience those things. Yeah, we all experience those things. And right now, that's fine.
1: Wow.
2: Okay. Um, Yeah, I can just tell you, people are asking for a transformation video. um, and They will never get
1: that
0: because I (laughs) am too old and I never took pictures back in the day. Uh, I mean, there's like a couple of pictures. Here and there, but I mean, it's the same thing. Have you seen those annoying meme ones where it's just like some guy posts a picture of a sperm yeah, and then himself when he's 20? Yeah. It's like, this is my 20-year transformation. <laughs> like, I mean, if I, I, I wanted to, I could post a 10-year uh, picture from when I was like 12 years old.
2: <laughs> That's cool.
0: And say, this is me at 29.
2: <laughs> but then
0: it has nothing to do with anything. So, uh,
2: I mean... <laughs> the best transformations are always like... How I developed from 30 kilos at eight years old to, uh, I don't know, 70 yeah, kilos at, at 60. I,
0: I've, I've seen some of them and they, 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 you know, people are just like, yeah, good job, bro. And I'm like, good job on growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like saying a transformation video when, like, for example, if there's a picture of you as a kid and then all of a sudden there's a picture of you with a beard. Here's yeah. my transformation video. <laughs> Yo, you definitely look older. Yeah thanks bro
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah okay so i don't think there'll be a transformation video and if you need proof of that if you just scroll on my instagram all the way down to 2013 there's very few times where you see me changing like, i think the only time i physically changed was when i got an operation like mm-hmm. on my back that was because i was in a hospital bed for two months so okay. understandable <laughs>
2: yeah like one thing that i can tell you a first video with an faq would be cool because people can you can get a sense of what people want uh maybe do uh, like a question sticker like we had Uh, i i bet you will receive i don't know 500 1000 questions then you can pick the best oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) just
0: thinking of how many times how many times i'm gonna get said uh
1: uh,
2: planche tips bro yeah, plan chips, bro. Shout give me, give me a shout out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good daily. times, good times, daily.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Um. Yeah. Also, a question that I'm also really interested in: what What role does anime play in your life?
0: <laughs> That's a bomb of a question.
2: <laughs> um.
0: What role does it play? Damn. Uh I'll try and simplify as much as I can. It's I mean, a lot of people think that it's really childish for someone my age to be into anime. And that's also not understanding what I like about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's 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 two, two like there's a being a fan, and then there's being something called an otaku, which is like s- basically imagine like a super Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. That kind of guy. Okay. So for me, anime is more than anything. It's a really good point of reference to just morals, certain morals. Um, It's because it's so easy to see. It's so simplified. There isn't any text that complicates things. There's no ulterior motives. When you see the hero of the story, it's their intentions, their morale, their belief system, it's pure. You know, it, it's easy to find motivation in the way that they think, if that makes any sense. So that's probably why anime is easy for me to connect to because it's emotional. I'm a highly emotional guy, so I'm more likely to... I, I find it easy to understand and easy to sort of absorb, if, if you okay. it will. Um, it's also fun. You know, anime isn't real. It's, mm-hmm. It allows your mind to always see something past what you do. So, yeah, sure. You know, I get... One of the funniest things for me was that when I started doing this Dragon Ball thing that people were like, no, bro, you can't fly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for yeah. real.
0: Like, for real. I was getting people saying, like, yo, you can't say this about anime because you can't shoot energy out of your hands. Mm. Mm. And I'm there going, I wasn't intending on doing that, but okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's it's yeah the anime for me is just it's a good yeah like I said it's a good reference point for you know a not chaining yourself down to what you see in human society so like it, it, there's a little bit of freedom in there because it is a cartoon and because the you know the the the, the belief systems the the way that these guys are it's, it's almost easy to apply to yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like when you see these guys just like striving for more, you can see that and you can be like, I can, I can apply that shit to myself. Yeah. You know, I, I I can understand fucking screaming. I can understand the, the rage, the anger. I can understand the need to protect other people, the want to protect other people. And yeah, it's not hum- It's not like the real world. It doesn't work like that in the real world. You don't go screaming and you know shout your special move and punch someone in the face, and your family safe. But in in certain aspects, it is a good way of like motivating yourself to keep going because in the end of the day, it's those raw emotions that they put forward. So that's that's my anime influence. That's why I find it very
2: okay easy to relate to. Okay, and your favorite is Dragon Ball, right? oh no not not even okay no I, I, I lo-
0: <laughs> it, it's one of my favorites that's for sure because i grew <laughs> up with it um i, I find it re- I, I can't find anyone or not anyone but it's really hard to find people that didn't
2: watch it as kids yeah these really are the weird kids it. it's really these are the weird kids the
0: ones know. who didn't watch it you kind of <laughs> go Uh huh.
2: <laughs> i've always found that
0: the people that really hate anime or that they really dislike it from a young age or whatever it is the they tend to be very serious people, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but either way, I find it very difficult to find anyone that hasn't watched as a kid. Um, but me personally, I read it more than anything else. Wow. Yeah. I'm a manga fan. Um, the one I would recommend for a lot of people when it comes to training is Baki, which is on Netflix. I wouldn't okay. recommend the show. I'd recommend the reading it. It's cool because it opens your mind into possible ideas of training. It's realistic-ish if you want to put it that way. And it just talks about training. Okay, It's just different ways of training the body.
2: I'll ask and, you afterwards if I don't find it for the people who want to look at it. So uh, who will want to check it. I, it's in the description. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay um is it uh like i think it's, con- it's connected to this one uh like your your hair color and your style in general um like uh, let's let's go to the point where you decided yeah i will color my hair um, and uh, i want to look like a like an anime character uh, <laughs> so uh
0: i guess that w- w- would be answering another question which is when the first time I got related to an anime character because it didn't just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in London doing Cali, it was one of the few. Well, to be, I, I had crazy blonde hair, <laughs> mm-hmm. and crazy wild blonde hair. And I was doing Cali and everyone was just like, yo, Super Saiyan, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like the start of it. It was as a joke, you know? Okay. And uh, then from there, it was actually Daniels. Daniels was the one who recommended it because uh, he was like, it just suits you, bro. Like this whole anime thing. And so I switched my name to the saying and the white hair came about because uh, there's actually three characters that I really like. And they all have white hair. So I was just like, right, I'm going to do the white hair thing. Um, yeah. Goku did the Master Ultra Instinct, which was like the whole, the first, the thing that made it famous was like, Goku went silver hair, so whatever. Um, then Devil May Cry. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know that game. Dante. Yeah. Dante was always been one of the coolest dudes to
1: me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, God, who was it? Oh God, I can't remember his name. Ah, I do know his name, but I don't know. It's it's really obscure. It's another manga. It's another character that I really liked. He just had a very, very interesting way of looking at life. And I just thought his haircut was really cool. Hmm. Okay. It really wasn't that complicated. It was just like, that's a cool haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like, I didn't have to look at, like, any reggaeton styles or anything like that nowadays and do that. And, you know, no, I just thought Silver looked cool.
2: (laughs) Nice. Interesting. That's uh, really nice. And uh, is Goku your favorite character from Dragon Ball? He used to be. (laughs) but <laughs> he used to be but um like in z
0: it's you have to know a bit about anime to know this but in z he was the goat like in dragon ball z he was very cool um then i don't know what happened but then they, they came out with dragon ball super the last one that just came out and they made him stupid okay like he's a bit dumber than usual you just i want to fight i want to fight so actually i would say vegeta is one of my favorite characters now wow because they made him a complete character okay So, yeah, not that it has anything to do with calisthenics, but yeah, I I, I like both of them. I like both of them, man. Don't make me choose. (laughs) I won't. It's weird because then everyone calls me the Goku guy and I'm like, I don't even like (laughs) him (laughs) that (laughs) much.
2: Nice. Um, Yeah, and uh, the last question before we jump to the quick questions quick answers uh yep. what are the current goals that you're working on what is uh, something that w- you want to achieve in uh, 2020 or maybe early 2021 you said that you're working on your uh, company right now
0: yeah uh the same pride it's something that i've been playing with for a while now for 2 years and hopefully in twenty twenty one I'll have a few products to be able to release onto the market. Not something that's common
1: mm-hmm.
0: in in the calisthenics world at least. That much f- I can say for certain. And uh goals. Well, one of them as you've already said in YouTube. I think that's uh that's a pretty f- logical goal at this point, you know. With my age to to say, I wanna hold a forty second front lever. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's focus on life now a little bit um yeah youtube um my company same pride fitness and general health actually because i'm starting to realize that the more intense that i am now i'm really starting to see yeah i'm, I'm gonna feel this when i'm older
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially with the current injuries that i have so it's more than anything it's just looking after myself a bit more okay Literally, it sounds anti everything I've just said, but it, at the end of the day, your physical well being, if it's not there, then you can't do any of the things that I talked about. True, and mental that's another thing nowadays, definitely have to focus on that. It's hard,
2: <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that's true. Yeah, good luck for these ones. I hope to see you soon on YouTube. Also, all the best with uh, Saiyan Pride, and uh, yeah. Let's get to the serious questions. Uh, what do you prefer, oh, yeah. pizza or burger? Burger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe you answered already, but uh, are you a dog or a cat person? Both. Both. Animal lover boy. Okay. Good I have you. cats in my mom's house and I have dogs with me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what's your favorite location for holidays? Favorite location for holidays? I would say... Spain.
0: You just need to travel around Spain. Okay. Although I would love to go to Asia. Japan is like number one out of Spain. I have to go to Japan.
2: You've never been there? I'd love to. Never been. Well. Have um, you? No, not not, only China. But I also like um, China showed me in a lot of... Things why i want to go to japan because uh, asia in general was really nice shanghai was really nice um but uh yeah i'm also really looking forward to japan i don't know if it's because of anime or just like that
0: (laughs) i i I think it's just everyone sees it from outside and just goes wow
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're so clean (laughs) (laughs) that's true Nice. Um what's the worst exercise for you? The the nightmare exercise that you hate?
0: Oh, uh the minute would be one arm pull-ups because I just I, I can't do. them Okay. I've I, because of shoulder operations when I played rugby, it's just something I can't do. So it's like uh, I'm annoyed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that move annoys me because I can't do it. I just go, Man, <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay, get it. Um, do you have a, a favorite calisthenics athlete or a hero? Or like we talked about it, about idols, et cetera. But still, is there any? I
0: have, left? uh, two, two or three people that I definitely highly, highly rate, highly rate. Mm-hmm. Um, one is. He was basically my inspiration for all the push work that I was doing Simonster.
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah uh Monster for me is just he's one of the goats of cali yeah um I'm a very 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 big fan of Vitaly Melinik. like yeah i'm I'm a big fan of his i just i love his style I really do i think he's he's got what this sport needs that next level um And on a not so common note, I very highly rate uh, the Rosenberg twins. Wow! Um, More than anything, for mental reasons, Mm -hmm. Uh, I rate what they do mentally. You know, spreading positive energy, positive vibes. Like I just, I think they're really—it's healthy what they do. So yeah, those are my three big influences right now. Especially Dan. Dan is really pushing the, you know, the positive stuff. I really enjoy his content at the moment.
2: That's great to hear. He'll be happy oh, when he one, listens. One,
0: one last person. One last yeah. person. I didn't mention him, but he's sort of like a dark horse underground. Uh, he's from Israel. His name is Guy. Guy underscore D H.
2: He works yeah. with Dan. Yeah. Crazy video editing. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's that's I was gonna say that like in terms of where this sport needs to go, you've got Melnik on the style side, you've got Dan with mental, you've got Guy with the, the editing. I mean, it's just each guy, each person really brings their own aspect to it. But yeah, yeah those are the four athletes I would say are really
2: well, they'll be happy <laughs> when they do <listen> this. <laughs> nice. Um, no, sign do- Simon a note <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice um, do you have a favorite book do I have a favorite book uh,
0: yes yes I do um, it's so nerdy that no one's gonna know it oh god it's called Wizards First Rule okay yeah it's, a, it's an old <laughs> yeah it's an old school book that my dad gave me um from way back in the day and it's it's just good old-fashioned fantasy stuff okay. Like, yeah
2: okay i'll also ask you for the link for so for the nerdy people who are interested in uh, that they <laughs> in the comments <laughs> nice um yeah best calisthenics event you've ever been at so far
0: uh battle uh battle the boss was it battle the boss the W yeah WCO battle of the boss. It was actually the only event that I was part of. Um, oh crap! Now that I think about it, I am technically speaking a title winner. I, I, it was the only time they did the event. Yeah, like now that I think about it, like I did win a title. And holy crap! Wow. At the end of the interview, I'm like, oh yeah, I did. Um, they did like an uh, a filler event where they did like a rap battle with the WCO. And I I won that, which is cool. Um, but it was definitely that event because that was when Daniels was competing against a pretty tough opponent. Um, and he was wrecked. Like really, really, really just completely. He was so tired. So I, it was a pretty cool event for me because I remember him coming out to me and just like not even knowing what to He couldn't even speak. He was so tired. Wow. I was just like, he was like, what to do? Like, what do I do? It's like it's cool. Stay. You haven't made a mistake. Don't make any mistakes. Like it was one of the only times that I really felt like part of the event.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Battle of the Bars two thousand eighteen in the Body Power Expo. Okay, that was my favorite.
2: Nice. And then the last quick question: um, If you have to decide between reps and statics, what would you choose? Reps. Reps. Okay. Reps you can do for the rest of your life. Okay,
0: good. (laughs) I've seen a lot of old people do reps. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, one of them is from Germany, right? Um, God, what's his name? The guy who can do front levers.
2: Marcus Lunibars?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Marcus. Yeah. (laughs) He does reps. Yeah. So if you can keep it up for the rest of your life, that would be be nice, you know? Yeah. It would be nice to be able to, like, I think uh, Max said it, right? I want to be able to train with my kid.
2: Yeah, that's a good goal.
0: I think every every guy out there that trains that has an idea of having a kid wants to say that.
2: Yeah. Wow, an amazing interview! Thanks already a lot. <laughs> sorry if uh, it
0: went off topic sometimes. No, <laughs> I'm
2: I, I'm really happy, and I know that people will appreciate it. It's one and a half hours, which is a lot, but uh, it was oh, full shit. of um, <laughs> full of full of interesting topics uh interesting stories uh thanks for sharing so much um the question before we come to an end is uh, how can people get in touch with you how can they ask you stuff um yeah uh
0: just messaging me on on instagram Uh, i go through my message requests okay quite frequently so if there's if it's a serious subject then i definitely will you know address it straight away that some people come up to me with bad problems and i try and help out as much as i can great nice
2: we will put the link in the description for your instagram page and as soon mike you as you have youtube you send me the link or you, you just tell me <laughs> and i put the link in the description so everybody who listens to this till the end i think they are quite big fans then uh they can uh, check they the can comments. definitely see that yeah and see your yeah. youtube channel great um yeah we're coming to an end thanks a lot yes. for your time mike thanks uh, thank a lot thank you a lot for yours Thanks a lot to everyone listening to this till the end. It's one and a half hours. It's like really for me, it's insane that people put yeah, this time in it. Sorry
0: for dragging it out. <laughs> no, it's
2: it's it's something positive. Really, it's something positive. I I know like. Um when we published the interview with uh, Mayeli from uh, Italy um the uh, the people wrote oh why why only 40 minutes or 45 minutes uh why so short and you know like they will be happy i think and so I mean, yeah
0: a lot of people watch podcasts nowadays so yeah. maybe that makes sense
2: yeah yeah and it will be on uh, on on spotify on uh, apple podcasts so they can also listen it uh, yeah just just the audio so yeah well i hope i hope i entertain some people (laughs) with
1: my stories
2: (laughs) (laughs) you entertain me thanks a lot Uh, and if you you like this episode you can like it you can comment it you can share it this helps a lot and uh, yeah mike you can end the episode say goodbye to everyone i want to say thank you to everyone and bye bye
0: see you guys and thank you for listening
2: peaceful